This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing that. Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This is God. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. And your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, our introductory show tonight features our Grindhouse Pizzeria, which is dedicated to all things Grindhouse and exploitation. Whether it's extra cheesy or loaded with meat, you'll always get a belly full of hot, nasty goodness. Come on in, pull up a chair and grab you a slice. Take a walk into the future and see a movie 100 years ahead of itself. Now, Frederick, test drive the car of the future and try out the Death Ship. Meet Judy and Jason. What's your name? Judy! Judy Peters! What's yours? Jason! Jason Jones! Two people destined to spend the weekend together as lovers. Lovers who will experience the taste of terror. Meet Dr. Sturm, a scientist who discovered how to control the human mind, whose patients have no choice but to obey his every command. A genius who wants to create an army of humanoids. Well, my friends, there'll be three more companions for you very soon. Dead bodies recycled into faceless humanoids that follow orders to kill. Meet the computer killers. Watch, Jason. These young people are completely under my control. Human guinea pigs robbed of their will. Olga? People transformed into humanoids by an operation that removes part of the brain. An operation that transforms them into living humanoids.
when you meet the computer killers. But for your sake, don't press the wrong button. The computer killers. Alrighty, folks, welcome once again to the Grindhouse Pizzeria here at Cinema Degeneration. We have a special movie for you. We always say we got a special movie for you, but this one is something unique. We're going to be covering, me and my good buddy Tom Commissar are going to be covering Horror Hospital from 1973. Yes. And how are we doing today, Tom? We're doing awesome, my friend. I'm looking forward to this one. This one, this was a, this is one of the good ones. Yeah, this was a, like, you know, I, I like, like yourself, I swore I had seen it before. But then, you know, upon like within five minutes of it, you know, when we get into it, I mean, it really starts off with some craziness. I was like, I was like, nope, I have never seen this before. And I it's a sacrilege that it took me this many years to finally see it. Uh, it's directed by Anthony Balch, only directed two feature films, uh, this and Bizarre from 1970. He produced a lot of stuff and helped release a lot of stuff and wrote but this is only his second uh, feature film and his last feature film. But yeah, I, I was I was glad we kind of picked this one out. I would it, it, this is an oldie but goodie. Oh yeah, without a doubt, 1973, perfect time. You know, when, when we watch these, you know, I love we love the movies from this time. There's so much good stuff, and this is this one I'd never seen again. I thought I'd seen it too. I love the poster. There's got a couple different ones, and I love the name. And for some reason, I thought I'd seen it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, shit, yeah, let's review this one, you know, cool. And then I started watching, and I'm like, oh, cool, no, I hadn't seen this. I don't know what it was. That's something in my head. I'm, uh, maybe it was something familiar with something, but nah, I hadn't seen it. I was I was really, really happy with this, so. Yeah, let's go ahead and give the quick IMDb synopsis, and then we'll start digging into it. All right, Horror Hospital, 1973, as follows. Two British companions who meet on a train heading to rural countryside stay with a bizarre host of characters in a secluded, curious mansion. Unknown to them, there is a sinister secret behind closed doors. And that pretty much tells you everything you need to know without really, like, giving anything away, which we will proceed to do anyways for you. But IMDb does not, does not do that. And this, right. the, the MVP of this movie... Uh, I, I'm sure you'll probably agree, is Michael Goh. Uh, oh, without a doubt. It's Dr. Yes. Christian Storm. He is so eerie and so evil. And, like, the, the opening is just that close-up of his hands as he pops his knuckles and it pans up to his face, and he's all looking very aristocratic in that, like, little black limousine. And, I mean, he... Even, would, even, the, hat, even the hat that he's wearing. And, and right. Sitting in the back of this old Bentley or old whatever... It's like he just every time he's on the screen, it's 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 magic. I, he's one of the coolest horror movie doctors I think I've ever seen. Hey, he's oh. one, he's made he's made it to my list of favorites. Oh yeah, mine, you know, too. I, I, mine too. I mean, he I I was like him just his voice, his cadence, just his look. You know, I mean, well, he and he just, was he, told by the director he wanted him to emulate uh, Bela Lugosi, namely from The Devil Bat, which was the director's uh, okay. favorite right. movie. And now knowing that after having seen the movie, like I can definitely see it. I can see right. remnants and bits of like Bela Lugosi in there. And and Michael Go, I mean, he became a go a go to actor for Tim Burton movies. He was in uh, you know Corpse Bride, all four of the 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 
the original Batmans all the way through Batman and Robin playing Alfred. Right. He was in movies like Serpent and the Rainbow. Another one I I love is really kind of unrelated to this kind of movie, but Top Secret. He plays Dr. Flamand in that. Right. Great, great movie. (laughs) That movie's so funny. That's a great, great movie. I love that movie. God, I forgot about that. But the first thing we got to talk about, got to talk about the the machete car or the decapitation car. I'm telling you, man. It's a highly impractical weapon, but a super cool movie weapon. It's great stuff. For those who haven't seen it, and if you decide to to, to see it now, it, it's a. I mean, this movie didn't waste any time for some fucking killer gore. Yeah, the, what's happening is they're sitting in the back. It's like they're in the they're in the countryside, kind of going or you know, kind of drive around in this big big black kind of British. I don't, I don't know if it's a Bentley or Rolls or some older kind of cool car. I thought it was a and, it was a Rolls, but I'm I'm I'm. I, I'm not really sure that era of car. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, it's something like that. It looks a Bentley. You, you get the idea. It's a big kind of a cool car that you know you got to have money to cruise around in. And uh, he's sitting in the back, uh, the doctor, Doctor Christian Storm, which, uh, and uh, he's sitting in the back with his. Somebody's driving, but he's sitting in the back with his little assistant. Yeah, Frederick. Uh, the other Frederick. MVP of this movie. He, there, right. There's really yeah, he, a couple MVPs here. Yeah, but Skip I, and Martin, I tell you, Skip Martin is great as Frederick. He's, he's a he was amazing in this in this movie. What when we get a little bit later on in the in the in the story, I'm a, there's a scene in there I'm, I'm gonna bring up about something that he's doing in there that I just thought was I was rolling on the floor laughing, not at like it like he did something dumb, but like in just absolute comedic respect. It just reminded me of of like ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. But anyway, so they're <laughs> in the back of this car. We're in the, they're in the back of this car and they're chasing. It looks like two people like have escaped or something. They've got bandages on their heads and they're running for their lives. And they're and so they're just kind of sitting there watching them and then they kind of go after him in the car. And so <laughs> what happens is he gives the, the order, uh Dr. Storm gives the order to Frederick to whatever he, I forget what he says, but so there's like a couple of levers in the back, like these big silver like levers. He just grabs one and pulls it back. And like yeah, you and see that, all of a sudden, like, <laughs> yeah, this, that like, three or four foot blade just pops out the side of the car with a basket like, behind it. Yeah, so, it's so the, specifically like, designed, you know, to decapitate people and catch the heads. It's yeah, it's fucking it's great. Brilliant! It's like all, and this is like right in the first minute of the movie. It's like oh, yeah, the sixty seconds comes in. out, and then and like and then the basket, you know, like the thing hanging off the car. So now they chase these people down, and it's just like. Whack whack! It just lobs their heads off, and they yeah, fall and one into the fell basket. Through, both of them, <laughs> <laughs> and then the the bodies are laying by the side of the road, decapitated. I mean, the the bodies look cool. The heads. I mean, it's like it's like this is some good looking gore. This is practical effects done back in the seventies. This and it looks great. And I was like, the blood looks good. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. We're we're in this. You know, like okay, they're, they're, like whatever's going on. You well, know, they just. It? They kicked the door in. They kicked the door in and went for it. It wasn't like, you know, not waiting for something to happen. It just happened. And then for a British film of that era, which, you know, they're kind of like notorious for being a little slow. This movie is anything but that. Like we get two decapitations right off the bat. We get a maniacal doctor and a little person, you know, in the backseat of that car. And the best part, like, is after they decapitate him, 
Dr. Storm, no expression whatsoever. No, no, no you know, uh, this life in his eyes, he's dead. And, and Frederick is maniacally like poking the, the bag with the two heads in it, just poking it. Right. And saying, that'll teach him to try and run away from us. It's like, oh, this movie right. is great. Yeah, just you know, playing with the heads, poking the bag. It's like, you know, what? You know, and it's like it's funny. It's like right in, you're right in it. You know, you're like, oh, what is that? Whatever's going on here, these two are fuckers, man. This is bad. These guys are bad, bad guys. And it's cool. And then and then it's they they don't waste any time. They move right along. So they set us up with a killer murder. And then they go to stuff that I love. I love bands in movies. It's I can't help it. Oh, when I too. see bands and music, like a, there's a band in the movie and there's something going on, they cut right to it. They're in like a club, and this is so they're like in some British club, and there's like a band. It's like a three-piece band, a four-piece rather. There's there's a drummer, a guitar player, and a bass player, and there's like smoke, and then their lead singer um, is like laying on. There's people sitting in this club, and like this lead, the lead singer is like laying on his back, like with a pillow, like yeah, like kind of dressed up like a cross between Alice Cooper and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and he's got like a red, like a red dress, like a belly dress type thing, and and uh, and like kind of like blonde curly hair or something, and he's like laying there, he's got makeup on, he's like the like the total like the glam rock kind of look from the seventies. It was like right, it looked cool, yeah. man. He's laying there. And, and so you're kind of watching them play the song and like, this, you know, you're, they're jamming. I forget what they're doing, what they're singing, but it's kind of funny. And, uh, but it's kind of a cool jam, you know, and they're playing along and the audience is kind of sitting there. And then they cut to a guy and this turns out to be basically our main guy, our main, our main, our uh, protagonist. Yeah. Jason, uh, Jason Jones is, played by Robin Asquith. Jason Jones, and speaking of Jones, I mean, I'm looking at him with his blonde hair kind of cut and the bangs and the style. He almost looks like Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones. You know, he, he kind of reminded me of Brian yeah, Jones. You know, he does. He does a little he, bit. He, yeah. he kind of reminded me of that. The minute I saw him, I'm like, yeah, that kind of looks like Brian Jones. So anyway, Brian Jones, not Brian Jones. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jason Jones. <laughs> Jason Jones, uh, played by Robin Asquith. Um, he's basically a songwriter. And he's getting a little pissed off because something happened. We kind of find out that that this they ripped it, his band manager or ripped the song off or something, and it's his song. He wrote it. He's yeah, because he's got a bit of dialogue. He's, and he's like, "That was my bloody song." Right, and he's not, and he's watching him play the song, and he's looking down at the singer. He's basically standing on stage. He's not in the band. He's 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 just, he's like he's watching. Yeah, he's just and, a spectator. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and watching. He is not him, happy. Not happy. And he's all. not happy. And then the singer gets up. And, you know, he's all, like, made up and stuff. So, and he gets up, and they kind of, right there, there on the stage, they start having a conversation about him ripping off his song. And then Jones, Jason, he he grabs him and, like, rips the wig off him and all that. And then the singer doesn't take any shit. He smacks him in the face. Oh, busts like, his face up to the point yeah, he where he's bleeding his face. all over He's the all place. bloody. And basically knocks him into the next room. And so... He's <laughs> so now all of a sudden he's standing next to this table and he's leaning on this little railing and he's talking to the people that are just sitting there. There's like a couple of girls and a guy or something like his John Lennon looking dude with a beard. And he's like, and they're just kind of talking and he's like, and he's like, and they're, they're going back and forth and they're kind of, you know, basically like, Hey, you know, maybe you should 
You know, take like, a vacation. Out, yeah, you need to get out of town for a while, mate. You know, like get a, get a break. And they give him this like newspaper magazine thing. It says Harry Holidays, which I think is kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Called Harry Holidays. So the Happy it's, it's Holidays like a, is Harry Holidays. Yeah, it's Harry <laughs> Holidays, and they got a like drawing of like this guy with long hair, and he's like, "Oh, Harry Holidays. That sounds good. I'll I'll go out of town for a little bit." Yeah, so partying is basically a big party atmosphere or a retreat right. atmosphere for those people. Fun and sun, it said fun and sun for people under 30. Right, right. So he's like, okay, so it just goes straight to him now. He's I, he's somewhere in England, uh, I, I he's think. He's kind of like in the back alley, you know, because yeah, it, it so looks he, like a seedy part of town. So he's going to like the Harry Holidays, like wherever their business office is, and there's like a mailbox or something that says Harry Holidays. So he goes up, and then he meets a, a guy named Mr. Pollock. <laughs> and, and doesn't Mr. Pollock seem pretty shady right off the bat? Like, yeah, right yeah. You, you, you know, this guy was like would would like you know, rip off your grandmother for her last couple of bucks of it you know, if he could get something out of it. You know, what I mean, he's as, like, my, you know, as my grandfather used to say, he'd steal flies from a blind spider. Exactly. That's like, I've never heard that. I like that. But that's, that's well, exactly what it is. Like, yeah, this, that was good. They, 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 uh, but yeah, this guy's a sleazebag right off the bat. You could tell, like, this guy's just fucking up to something. And, well, and uh, look so, around his office, it, it doesn't look very professional. <laughs> it looks like really thrown together, like the type of thing that you could pack up and, like, have done, gone in 30 minutes or less. It's like, it looks like a ramshackle kind of organization, like- so to speak. He looks like somebody would take advantage of runaways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, like he would just do something, you know. Nefarious, like make, you know. <laughs> we'll say. Yeah, yeah, nefarious. That's that's the word. So anyway, he, uh, our man Jason, like, basically, he just wants to get going. You know, he wants to go, oh, I'm ready to go now. You know, when's the next bus out of here or whatever? So he's a train or whatever. He wants to go. So he, he's, he sets him up to basically just take off right now. And uh, he gives him uh, the ticket he needs or in a card or whoever he's supposed to go see uh, to go to this place, uh, this health. It's a, like a health hotel. Yeah, like a I think, I think the brochure says kind that. Of resort, resort-ish, right. so to speak. But I, I like the fact at the beginning he's trying to uh, get him to go on the Bahamas trip you know, instead of going to the, the, right, the, right. the Harry Holiday. And I'm like, you know, I think he's going to rethink that Bahama trip by the end of this movie. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> so basically, he, he he leaves and he's headed out, uh, uh, Jason, and he's headed. I, I think, if I remember correctly, he's he's heading to the train station. And yeah, because he uh, he meets up. With, he has an awkward train conversation with that. Uh, With with when he we he he gets into the train car with the girl, uh, I had a brain fart there for a moment. But uh, the Vanessa Vanessa Shaw plays her. Uh, yeah, Judy, Judy Peters. Judy, that's it. She's Judy Peters. And, I had a brain uh, fart for a moment. No, no, I got you. So he he kind of just kind of heads on in there and he strolls into uh, he strolls into the cart. One of those things where you slide a door open and you go sit down and slide and like. They're on one side of the couch on, or whatever the bench, and you're on the other side. And so she's she's got a little box lunch that she's eating. It's like a little something you'd buy with a looks like a little box with like a sandwich and like you know some fruit, some cheese and shit. 
and uh, she's sitting there, and she's she's a very attractive girl. She's just kind of minding her own business, and he's Jason like is a nice guy. He but she don't know him, so he sits down there. And she's kind of like he's kind of like trying to chat her up, and uh, he you know, and she's kind of looking at him. He's all so, she, but she's nice because he says he says something like, "Oh, I wish I could have had got some lunch or something," and. You know, it's just kind of a dumb thing. So she gives him a, something out of her box to eat for him to eat, like a, an apple, I think. Yeah, yeah. So she, she gives him an apple, and then she offers him a piece of cheese. So now they start having a nice little conversation. Like, you know, they kind of loosen up, and she starts telling him about her aunt. She's got some sort of business with a mom or somebody had died, or and, like, the aunt is taking care of the of the whole estate, and she's got to go. And so he's asking, like, well, why not? Why, why aren't you taking care of it? Like, it was your mom, you know? Like, what's going on, you know? And so they start talking and she goes, and, you know, so they're going on about that and, and they're just, it's like a little bit of small talk. And she asked what he does. He goes, wow, well, I was writing songs and I had a bit of a row with, uh, with some, some guys, you know, and, you know, so I decided to just, you know, go take a little vacant break, you know, I'm heading here. So they find out basically they're going to basically the same area, or the same place. Yeah, so she offers them to be going to this, the exact same hotel. Right, and so just by coincidence, you know, like the health hotel or whatever it is. Yeah, the same address. So he, uh, she says, "Well, look, somebody's supposed to pick her up, you know, whatever, and you know, he can, she'll give him, you know, he can get a ride with him." So she's, so he's like, "Oh, all right," you know. So, so they, they basically, they, they, they get to this town. I forget where are they at Helsinki. Like they go somewhere. Like I think they're they like they. Some, I don't think they're in England. I think they're in another like country or something like they go to i think they go to another country but damn it if i if i know know where it was because i remember them something to mention about something i can't, I can't remember it doesn't really matter it'll so probably come to, to me in a minute but <laughs> right so they and so they get to uh they get to they're at a train station uh what was it they oh oh they run into that weird guy that's like like every weird guy in a horror movie, like okay, you know what's this? Like this guy, what's he up to? You know, like but he, he doesn't really. He do just comes bad. straight out and he's like, "Your tickets, please." He's like, he's like a poor tickets. man's like, he's like the poor man's Angus Scrib. He's like the poor poor that's man's what, tall man. That's what I'm gonna say. He reminded me of Angus Scrib, like a like a like a character like that. And it's obvious, like you know, and it's not not a bad thing. Because he's kind of like the harbinger of doom, so to speak. But it's really obvious that, like, mm, yeah, he's in on things. He, 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 he's, he knows, of course, right. he, is. he knows. He knows more than yeah. He yeah. He's, he knows shit that he knows that like this isn't good, you know. And uh, but he's a good character. He's cool. I forget what his name is. In this. I don't remember what his what he. But, oh um, um uh, wasn't it? Uh, oh gosh, is it Abraham? What, was it? No, that no. was that was that was the boyfriend that comes along late later on. I I thought, um, oh, I thought his name was Carter. No, it's Carter. You're right. It's Carter. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't, Yeah, I don't think I had that written down. But uh, anyway, but he, so he's pretty cool. So thank you. They're basically waiting to be picked up. They're sitting at this station, and they're waiting, and they're you know just kind of standing there like, well. So he goes in. They're smoking a cigarette, and he goes in to talk to the Carter. And he goes, hey, how far is it to this place? You know, we, we're supposed to get a ride, and they haven't came. They haven't come to get us. And and he goes, go up the hill and make a right, and you'll see the place in a couple of miles. It has a sign, you know. And they're like, and and uh, so they they take off walking. 
And as they leave and they're heading up the thing, you go back to Carter, and this is when you find out he's, you know, he's in on shit. He's kind of set. You don't know like quite what they're setting him up for, but right. you know they're being set up because he's like, I got two of them. They haven't been met yet, and they're I'm they sending them on their way. On their way, right? So now it's like, oh, okay, here we go. So now they're walking and they're 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 heading up the hill, and then it starts raining, and so it's pouring like crazy. And they find it looks like like some abandoned kind of a castle or something. I don't know. It was just some like yeah. decrepit old brick castle type thing. Yeah, it's just kind of a nondescript castle-y brick type yeah. building. And, no, and it's cool looking. Really used for anything. Yeah. So they're kind of hiding in a doorway. Not hiding, but they're they're trying to get out of the the wetness uh, under this little doorway, and it's not working. They're getting soaked. Now something cool happens. I like this. It reminds me of kind of like Psychomania. Uh, yes. The guys on motorcycles. They pull up and it's like they're wearing helmets. You never see their faces. They're in leather jackets, like all in black. They got white helmets on, like, you know, the football, I mean, motorcycle helmets. But they got a sign on each bike as a Storm 1 and Storm 2, which I thought that was pretty cool. So they're sitting yeah. there not saying anything. And they're like, they realize, okay, this is our ride. So now they're on the back of these motorcycles in the rain, going up the hill with these guys all dressed in black with these helmets. They they're and they're through. They're in the whole movie. Like they're like they're they're like the henchmen. yeah. The storms are like th- throughout the the whole damn movie, and they you never see their faces, never right. And uh, and it's it's cool. I like these characters. You know, I like I like oh these guys are this is cool because you know they're 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 dangerous, but you never know what's going on. Like you don't get to know them or anything. They just they don't speak. But anyway, so they go to the gates. The gates open up. There's this big estate, big castles. Big, beautiful place. It's beautiful, but it's old. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's a little thing. It's kind of wore out looking on the outside. It's kind of gray and, and like, got ivy growing on and stuff. But it's gorgeous. I mean, it's just this beautiful old place. Great place to film. Jeez, man. I was like, like man, who? Yeah, wonderful what a, location. What a like cool this. place to film, man. I was like, man, this is cool. But anyway, so they get there. Uh, they go to the door. Uh, and yeah, the so, storms just they, dr- drop them off and take right. off without a word. Just, they they drop they, them off and they get off and they're standing there. So it's kind of like now we're in the the Rocky Horror Picture Show thing section of the movie. It's like the door opens up and you've got instead of Riff Raff, you got Frederick. <laughs> you know, and he's standing there like like the worst act delivery of lines you've ever heard. It's all like like. I My, forget what you look like a couple of drowned rats. Rats. <laughs> he's sitting there and he's just like, it's so funny. I very Renfield like, like very right. like it's... Renfield from Dracula. <laughs> right. So he brings him in and and he's he's dressed kind of like a I don't know, he's got like this little cap on his head. It's almost like, like a, a bell. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's like a bellhop or a bell bellhop bell. kind of thing, but yeah. And then he brings him up to the front desk of this gorgeous place. It's got these big marble staircases, and it's like it looks kind of scary because there's nothing really. There's not a lot of people walking around. It's huge, but it's but it's you know it's it's nice. I did make a note that the plate uh, they had several different uh, locations for it, but the for the the manor exteriors they used a place called the Nebworth House. Which was yes, an old was. old mansion for the uh, they used it for a lot of the uh, exteriors, but the interiors were done somewhere else. Ah, okay, I got you. 
Well, yeah, and uh, and well, whatever they did, I love it. Every every the whole thing just looks gorgeous. All their sets, and uh, so they meet. This cool old lady comes out, and she's got this really cool look because she looks. She's got like these turned down eyes. She's got kind of sad. Like she's got like this funky makeup on her face and her haircut. And, um, on terror, on terror. She's the she's the auntie. Yeah, she's Auntie Harris. But she's uh, she's a she's a doctor there, or she's an assistant right. to the doctor. She's, an, she's Doctor Storm's assistant. But uh, but we forget the, the makeup is very offsetting. It's, it's, yeah, it's she looks, her much of like a almost like a like a somewhat toned down Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. It's the It works. Whatever they did, it works. I like it. It's, it's, it's she's cool to look at because she looks kind of haggard but she's made up and i don't know like almost you know it's just kind of she's kind of we just kind of it just makes her look a little creepy but we find out that our our judy had sent a letter and then she, there was supposed to be a letter sent back saying don't come and like basically not you know tell her not to show up well she shows up she doesn't know her auntie because her auntie they figure it out that when they're standing there at the desk like you know like a hotel desk you know with keys and stuff they find out that that they say, oh you're you know like oh you're Aunt Harris you know and I I, I told you not to come and, you know I never got the letter and it was like you know that kind of shit so anyway they got one room left they got yeah, one room it conveniently left. right and so they're saying well you know we're not together and and then the guy you know Jason's like well not yet and they kind of like wink wink you know and uh, you know so she's like well there's one room you better make use of it you know and gives them the key. So now we got Frederick, and uh, he's taking them up to their room. Yeah, this is one of the, the most, I, I, I have to say, one of the most laugh-out-loud funny segments of this I movie. know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. When he opens Go, up the door, no. and the, there's looks like there's been arterial spray everywhere. Like, the bed <laughs> is just soaked. It's more oh, red blood. than white on the sheets. A gallon of blood. And he's like, oh, I hope you'll be tidier than the people who had that room. Right, like, like, <laughs> like that. That's when you tip the fuck out the door and like, you know, I don't, I don't need this holiday retreat. Like, I don't need it. No, no, I don't need not a ride either. I'll just walk back. We're good, you know. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, and like so, warning signals are going off. But you know, if if people listen to the warning signals in movies like this, the movies would be awfully short. <laughs> right, right. We wouldn't have any movies. And uh, so, uh, Auntie calls uh, uh, Pollock. And it's basically she's a little pissed off. Like, what's what are they doing here? You know, what's this guy? You know, like, well, you know. And then he's like, you know, and then he goes, "You'll be needing to pay me for this one." And and she's like, "You go to hell." And she is she's pissed, you know, that 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 this they just they're just showed up here. So here they are, and now they're in their room, um, and uh, and yeah, they've gone through all that. So they're getting cleaned up, and and. Uh, they're basically because they're rain, you know, all rained on, so they're drying off, and uh, it gets kind of right to it, kind of like she, she's not really worried about him. Like they're kind of like sitting there, and she kind of takes off, she strips down to her underwear and a bra, she's kind of drying off, and well, I mean, they're both like just yeah stripping off. I mean, right, <laughs> you know, so she she gets into the shower and throws her panties out, and he's kind of sitting on the bed like, hmm, you know, like, you know, so. Next thing you know, like she's in the shower, like so. Don't mind up. if I do. <laughs> right, exactly. And he comes in wearing a knight's, like a knight's shining armor, you know, a, a knight helmet. Yeah. Uh, something. And he comes in in his underwear 
wearing just that and a night helmet. And so it's, it's just kind of, they're having fun. You know, they're kind of, it's, 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 it's actually kind of funny because he with the, just wearing nothing but his tidy whities and right. that suit of armor helmet. Right. And, I mean, he's, he's not trying to attack or anything. He's just playing around. She's liking it. And they're just, they're just kind of well, like, it's obvious know, that kids. they have instant chemistry. Right, it's instant chemistry, very, and they're, they're very friendly, and they're very likable. Like right off the bat, these are two pretty cool people, and you're thinking to yourself, these, these two are going to make a nice couple. <laughs> if <laughs> they live thinking. long enough, they will make right, a nice couple because they're, they're obviously like like each other, and she, you know she digs him, and they're so they're kind of kissing. It was and, the '70s, you know, that you had that kind of instant connection, I guess. Right, <laughs> and uh, so they're they're kind of making out. Um, and then I think we see a shot of uh, Frederick. He's banging on the gong or something, and it's dinner time or it's some some sort of meal. And yeah, so it's either they, lunch or dinner. I can't. Yeah, it's some it's something to get down to the dining room. And uh, that's that shot of him banging on the gong. That used that used that clip was used in an old TV show. They used to use it at the end when they showed the credits and it was like ding 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 because I remember that and I never knew that what that was from until I saw this movie that clip oh, of him nice. like banging the gong it was like used at the end like ding 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 this has been a production of it and he's, like, he's sitting there like banging I go what is that well now I know so anyway so they cut to uh, now they're in this dining room it's this big grand dining room with a massive long dining room table and now there's all these young people about the same age as them probably like early 20s if that yeah they're and, all about 20 25 but they all look like zombies they're all dressed in white like like hospital type gowns or something and they're all like their faces are all pale like they're like they're loose like they're half dead and, yeah, and they got they each have that matching uh that that matching like lobotomy scar that runs down the left side of their left skull side of the forehead there. right so they've all got the same thing and nobody is like they're not talking they're just sitting there like looking straight forward and there's like you know like on each side of the table there's like you know there's like a half dozen of, yeah, of them yeah they're like you know on each table. side and then they've each there's something with green liquid they've got green liquid all the time <laughs> everything everything's green in this movie it looks you know, like green, it looks like glasses uh remember green river the right. Pop. Yeah, that's what it looks like yeah. to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. So they're there and they all got straws. Like they're, they look like wine glasses with this green whatever in it. Don't don't drink that shit. Don't drink the green. Yeah, shit. yeah. Find something else to drink. <laughs> get get you a Dr. Pepper. So anyway, <laughs> they, uh, so they're sitting there and um, uh, yeah. So they're they're waiting for everybody to show up. Like they're already sitting there. All these these poor like victims and are captives that they've been like obviously surgically altered i was and, almost was going to say surgically enhanced but i don't know if right. they had them as <laughs> something uh they've surgically something surgically was done they've had something uh worked on in their brain so they're sitting there and then we've got uh uh was it auntie comes out doesn't she aunt harris yeah, Anne Harris comes down. To, she's dressed like very formally in a beautiful red outfit and red headdress. And then as soon as she sits down, the one girl, one of the, the patients or victims, I guess you want to call it, just right. starts screaming and starts losing her. Right. Well, what happens is Judy and Jason sit down. They they sit down almost by where Aunt Harris is going to sit, where they got the big, 
you know, like the big elaborate chair on the end where that's yeah. obviously that's the, that's the, bo- whoever sits there is like the king or the queen boss. or something. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The boss, you know, whoever sits there, that's the, that's the one in charge, at least for the moment. But yeah, she's very, she's very, uh, looks very gorgeous in her little headdress and her thing. She looks very, uh, like, like, uh, very fancy. Joan, Joan Crawford-ish. Like, it very, it reminds yeah, me of like, yeah. like, like, yeah. you know, I thought to myself, I go, Joan Crawford would have been awesome in this. So uh, she's sitting there. She's got this big brooch on her thing, and it looks like a bat or something. It's got wings. It is. It is a bat. Yeah. Is it I a bat? A yeah. Because I made it look, yeah. said it looked like the old school 1960s uh, Batman. Bat- Batman, Batman logo. Yeah, bat- right. So uh, she's sitting there. And so they're having a conversation, and uh, and all of a sudden, yeah, the girl starts screaming. And then instantly, two of the motorcycle guys, always with the helmets, you know, they come running in, they grab her, and they drag her off. Now, that girl turns out to be Millie, which we will find out later. Um, she plays kind of a bigger, bigger role in this thing later on. But they drag her away. And uh, and so J- instead of Jason and Judy just getting the hell out of there, they're kind of like, oh, what's going on? You know, like, uh, uh, you know, and so, you know, they're, they're – you know, obviously, Aunt Harris is basically kind of like whatever, not you know, really telling them what's up. And then, uh, so, so Judy and uh, and um, and Jason decide to go back to their room. <laughs> and then we got uh, coming down the steps with a big bag, a little gunny sack, which probably has something that we're we already know it's in it. It's yeah. all bloody, but hides it behind his back. And Frederick's like. Don't forget to brush your teeth. You know, like <laughs> it's so uh, creepy. Yeah, that's la- it's like another laugh moment. Like, oh, I love this dude more and more. And then so they walk past him, and then he pulls around what he's got behind his back, which um, you know, and he's got the sure bloody. It's, it's a bag back. with a couple severed, a couple more severed right. heads. Right. Exactly. It's the it's the gunny sack full of heads that he's walking around with. Of course, blood soaking through it. I guess they didn't see it. So, uh, so now they're back in the bedroom. And uh, so, you know, he's uh, Jason's trying to comfort her. You know, it's very disturbing, obviously, this room full of zombie young people like what's going on. And then, you know, fucking I mean, they're concerned. They're concerned enough. And she's freaking totally freaking out. Right. But they're not freaking out enough to leave. Right. It's like it's almost like, well, you know, yeah, it's weird. You know, I don't know. You know, It's kind of like there's no. Like, we need to get the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, we'll just stare the night and, you know, like, whatever. You're thinking, fuck, you know, get the hell out of there. But again, yeah. like we said, we wouldn't have movies. So anyway, he turns the water on he, he get, and he leaves it running, which when I first watched it before I knew what was going on, I was like, why do you leave the water running? He's, there's a sink Because the plot device. That's right. Why. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so he gets it wet with water and he's toweling off her head and kind of cooling her off. And then she looks at the sink and starts screaming. And then we see the sink, the water's turned to blood, is pouring out blood. And she screams, and then we see a black glove come into the frame, and it turns it off. And then we see it's Dr. Uh, Storm. He's sitting in his wheelchair with Frederick, and, and Auntie Harris had wheeled him in. And uh, uh, Yeah, he's there with Frederick so and Auntie Harris. They're all just right. there. So, so, Annie, so he's, he's starting to explain, you know, kind of like asking him, like, I don't know what 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 was I forget what he's kind of talking about. He's just kind of well. He, he's uh, he, he first he says something very insulting. 
he says something to the effect of he's like, women can be very troublesome, Mr. Jones. Yeah, like, right. And again, so can <laughs> little men. And he takes this like. Yeah, he this, takes this little stick. His little whips butt. Frederick right in the face, just bashes him right yeah. across the face with it. It's, it's almost like a bamboo like stick type thing with a point. And he just like whacks him like smack. It's like pretty, it's pretty brutal. And then Aunt Harris runs out of the room real quick. And then she goes up and she sees like, I'm assuming this is where like the water built kept. And then it goes into the sink and they see a bunch of severed heads floating in this bloody water. And that's why it's gone into the sink. And so obviously Frederick is too dumb to not put him in there. And that's what gets him in trouble. And so, and, and, uh, cause Aunt Harris is like, Oh my God. And you see these severed heads bobbing up and down in the water. She runs back. And then, so they're still like, like kind of laying there, like, you know, and Frederick says, again, he's is leaving the room. They, they back, she backs, uh, Auntie Harris, uh, they back out of the room with, uh, Dr. Storm in his wheelchair. And then you see Frederick again, he goes, don't forget to brush your teeth. He says it again. And Jason picks up the, the, I know. The Cause help. he leaves. He, cl- I like how he closes the door, but then he opens it back up and he gives them that. Don't forget that, to brush that. your teeth again. Uh, the yep. line again. So Jason throws the throws the the knight's helmet across the room and it smacks the door. And so now they're back there and back in bed. Like after all that, like oh my god, you'd still think like get the fuck out of there, but it's you know ain't gonna happen. And then so they basically go and do the basically uh, you know Jason's kind of smooth. They end up kissing and you know she's relaxed now and they end up doing it uh, again. Ian does their top. And uh, so we get a little boob action, and he's they 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 make love. And, and then it uh, goes right to creepy shot number two of of the the storm storm one and storm two. They don't they don't. It's weird though. They they don't really communicate with each other by like verbally in any way, but like they just walk up to each other. They look at each other, nod, and both go their separate ways. So you know they got some sort of silent, right? Like they just know what to going. do, and like they communicate. Like however they're communicating, they just it's just with a look. One's got a dog with him, if I remember right. He had a dog when he's walking. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, it's just like and, they're patrolling the grounds. You get the idea right. that they're kind of the the security for the place. And then I, again, this is where I made a note. I'm like. And then we have Frederick just digging unmarked graves in the backyard at night, as you do, you know, just right. Like, yeah, after dinner, you go out and you dig a grave. So he's digging; he's down in this hole. And uh, then you've got uh, you've got Aunt Harris now. She's got her night scarf around her head. She's in a jacket. <laughs> she's got a flashlight like on him, and he's down there. He's always got his cap on his head. Like poor sucker down there. Dig- now they're making him dig this. You know, grave digging graves can't be easy. No, and no. So he's doing that, and then the our motorcycle guys, the 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 storm guys, they come walking over with the uh, the gunny sacks with bodies in them. That we're assuming these are probably the people from the beginning of the movie that are now headless, uh, and uh, they're wrapped up. And there's blood on these. They're, they're like gunny sack looking kind of beige looking things, and they're wrapped up in it, and they're thrown down in there, and they place them down in the hole. And basically, Aunt Harris is kind of supervising. And uh, so they're burying bodies, obviously, in the yard. And now we're back in there. And now it looks like, I guess, Jason and Judy are smoking a joint. 
And yeah, as you do, it was 73, you, of course, you know. Yeah, and, and it's 78 and puffing a joint, and it's, uh, and, the, uh, you know, it's, it's dark in the room, sort of. There's like a moonlight coming through or something. And, yeah, uh, a little bit. Of, it's 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 it's, it's yeah, a little I mean, underlit, but what I, I have a question here. With everything they've seen, they're pretty relaxed. With, with <laughs> the two storms, the, the, right. they're pretty relaxed. Right. He leaves her alone. Why on earth would Judy leave? I mean, would Jason leave Judy alone to go? Like, I'm going to go check this place out. And why, why would she want him to leave? Like, it'd be like the fuck you are. You ain't yeah, leaving. Like, you ain't fucking leaving me anywhere. Or, 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 or I'm going with you. You know, right. like, 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 what the fuck are you doing? And the so first he thing he sees, wanted... the first thing he sees is like the storms carrying what is, at least to me, very obviously a human body wrapped up in a sheet, you know, right. or wrapped up in a gunny sack. And he's just like, hmm, that's peculiar. You can see I'm like gonna... hair hanging out or something. Like it's obviously yes. a human. Well, the arm like... is hanging out of one end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's obviously this isn't right. Yeah. Like so. Again, he's looking around, and then she gets up. And I like this hallway she's walking around in. I like the way they got it directed. I like the, uh, I like the uh, chairs they got in there. I like the plants and the door. It's like it's a great. They use this a couple, couple of shots. I like the way it looks. Well, the so whole house, it, whether they they shot the interiors of this was just as majestic as the exteriors. Right, it was really beautiful. But this is really cool. This scene, she's wandering around, and it's dark, but it looks like moonlight coming in windows. That's what it looks like. She walks in a room where all the zombies are, and they got the sheets up over their heads, and then they just pull the sheets down all at the same time. It's like a, it's like an upper shot, kind of like down, like shooting down, like on the bed. Yeah, but like a high angle pull. looking down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all at the same time, they do it, and it's fucking creepy looking. And, of course, she screams at the top of her lungs. You know, and then runs out, and they're just sitting there with their heads like, you know, they're not doing it. They're just looking around. They're not hanging. So then now, with her screaming, they're just looking at her like, yo, what's up? You know, right? Like, well, you know, again. So because she's in the hallway and she just was screaming, they grab her and drag her off. And then you got uh, Jason now is looking for her, wanting to know why she's screaming. He runs back in the bedroom, and of course she's not there. And then so he gets, then he get whacked in the head. And they well, drag yeah, him yeah. Off. He he runs into the room. He turns around to run back out, and he sees the silhouette of something standing there that looks like a right. monster. That's just all lumpy and fleshy looking. Yeah, it's, that's it's, right. it's, that's it's in the dark. Right. It's backlit. Right. And then that's somebody right. comes up from behind him in the dark, knocks him out, and it just cuts to black. Right. And now of course, we go to like when it fades up. Is the uh, it's uh, Doctor Storm playing chess. And always cracking his knuckles every time you go in. And right. out I love it, and I love when they like, crack his knuckles. It's like, <laughs> like the sound of the overdub is great. But he's not, it's like in his office, and uh, Aunt Harris has walked in and gave him some sort of breakfast. I don't know, yeah, weird breakfast. I'm like, but I, pomegranate I love the way he looks. Breakfast. He's got the classic like doctor like coat on, but it's all buttoned up, and then he's got and then he's got the black gloves on. And he got—he looks so cool when his hair slicked back. I just love the way he looks. So basically, she's letting him know that Pollock wants more money. And if you remember, Pollock was the guy from the the Wild Weekend Hair Place, you know, whatever the fuck that was yeah, called. Yeah, the, the, the Harry Holidays place. The Harry Holidays. So he was that greasy guy, and he wants money. So yeah. he goes, well, he Harris should be tell, paid. tells him that he's down, because isn't he downstairs? He, we don't he's see downstairs. him quite yet. We see him in a minute. 
But like he's downstairs and he's like, yeah, he wants more money. Right. And so basically the doctor agrees like, well, he should be paid what he's worth and give it to him, you know. So Harris is kind of mad and Harris, he just kind of storms off. But then Dr. Storm picks up the phone and talks to somebody and says, uh, he'll be here. He'll be leaving. Doc, I mean, Mr. Pollock is here and he'll be leaving in five minutes. Take care of it or something like that. Hangs yep, up the very phone. Very James, James Bond right. villainess. Right. So now we see Pollock outside. He's got his check. It's in his jack. He puts it in. And now it's got this music. like, And he's happy. But I love the line that he has with uh, with uh, Harris beforehand. Because oh. he says in Hamburg, we had ways <laughs> of dealing with blackmailers like you. And it's I, I love that line. Yeah, it's just, that's, that's right. That was a good line. That's been going on for a long time. Right. Now, this is a good scene because he walks out and he thinks he's got, you know, he's got his money and he's going to go back, back to where he's going. And then that car pulls around and he thinks, <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Like, they're going to give me a ride, you know. And all of a sudden he turns around. Doesn't takes even say, off. like, how beautiful. No, he says, oh, how kind. How kind. And you know, like you know, he just he thinks he's getting the treatment, you know, the the, you know, the royal carpet treatment, and he's getting the treatment all right because that machete comes out, hacks his head off. We see his head go flying in the bag. Now up in the room, Jason is seeing all this. He can see the body out in the driveway area, out by the big gate, and you see Pollock's body, and you see the the driver of the car. And then the two motorcycle dudes are out there, and so now he now Rich uh, Frederick's in there with a with breakfast, a couple of poached eggs, and some more of that green fluid. And and he, so he grabs. He's like, "What's going on out there? You see a body?" And he's like, eh. and "He's like, and you know, Frederick's like, well, what are you talking about? I don't know." So he grabs Frederick from behind, starts twisting his arm, and then you know he's putting the move like. You better start talking, little man. You know, like basically, yeah, he's like, we're like, going to uh, put the screw on you one way or another. Right. I was like, yeah, I, I need to know what's going on. So I think he wants just, to know where he wants to know where Judy's at. Because yeah, like, like where's Judy? Judy? What's going on here? Like, you know, there's a body out there. There's a, you know, a headless body. I've been know, thumping the head. You got Judy? zombie people running around. Like he wants right, to know like, who runs like, the whole better, operation. What's, what's the deal? And it's pretty cool because I think this is the scene. Didn't he? Didn't Frederick tell him here? Hey, I'm just a victim. I'm I'm being held here just like you are. Or I'm a victim just like yes. you are, or something. He says so that's exactly what he says. And so if I, finally we realize, like, oh, okay, like maybe Frederick's kind of cool, and maybe something's going on here. You know, like he's a little, he's not just a little henchman jerk. So anyway, kinda, we find, yeah, I mean, I always got that kind of the idea that he 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 was, you know, being forced to be there. He was much a victim right. as everybody else. He just right. had been kind of forced into a corner to have to do their bidding. It just to kind of survive right well and, and it's cool now we get another good cool shot now of the doctor because while he's twisting his arm all of a sudden you hear a voice you look up and they've got in the wheelchair the couple of motorcycle guys have wheeled in dr storm and they're talking and and uh so they decide i forget what they're talking about there they but they, they basically get they basically get jason to go with the, the doctor and they're going to show him around like something like I don't know what he's because I think he's asking where Judy is, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna take him and show him. The doctor wants to show him like his work. Is this, isn't this when they go they go down to where they're, it's like the, With the, gym, the gymnasium because he because he, he asks where Judy is and he's all like all in good t- due time, my boy, you know. But he's not 
<laughs> giving him the answers that he wants. Right. He's like, oh, I'm just going to show you my work. And he's like, no, I want to know where Judy is. But Right. So the doctor takes him down. And it's funny because, you know, everybody's like doing calisthenics and, you know, and uh, the doctor takes this like little stick thing and like rams it in this guy's belly and the guy doesn't even flinch. And, uh, and he's going to show him how he can control people. And you can see uh, Auntie Harris looks really wicked here. She's looking down and she's got like this, like too much blue, like mascara, like a high shadow on. And she looks kind of weird. And she's just kind of like, she looks disgusted kind of, she's just kind of sitting there. And so they're doing a demonstration of how the doctor can control these people. So, Harris is pushing buttons on this old machine and the, and the button she push makes the guy like, like do back, like do twirling things in the air, like gymnastic kind of stuff. And they're doing, and so like whatever button she pushes, the guy, the, the, the they, they start doing like flips, like, like gymnasts yeah. would do. Yeah. They just start doing kind of little tricks and whatnot, but it's right. whatever button she pushes, they do that. Like that, that guy does the thing. And then there's another yeah. guy lifting weights. And so, and they're all just like, again, they're zombified. There's no reaction on their faces. And, and, and folks at home that are listening, when we say zombified, these are not like, uh, Romero style flesh eating zombies. They're right. just like mindless, like automatons. They're just right. There's like the, they're lively. They're alive, but there's no life in their, in right. Them, you know right. I mean? they're, they're just, they're just moving like whatever he wants them to do. And then, uh, so then he finally, so Jason turns around and sees the doctor tell, tells him, I guess the instruction, go looking through the grill. And basically, it's a jail cell, and it's got Judy in there on the bed, and she's out. And he goes, "We've given her a sleeping draft, you know, because she can't hear you because he's yelling at her, Judy, 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 wake up!" And he's like, "She won't hear you. We've given her a sleeping draft." You know, so I love the line so, he also has when he's like, "They are puppets, and I am the puppet master." Right? Oh, I love it. So one cool line after another, man. I, I oh God, I love him. Yeah, some great dialogue in this. So he, so basically, you know, I mean, there's no getting around it. This is, he's in hell. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it's now. It's pretty he, apparent to us as the viewer, but now it, it's finally just right. apparent to Jason. Yeah, now, now Jason finally gets it. Like, maybe you should have left last night. So, um, so he, he runs out. What He, he runs out. And he, he jumps through the window. He jumps through the window and he's making a break for it. And uh, he gets. Uh, then he get a couple of the couple of the motorcycle dudes chase him down, and then it's like a kind of in this like where they did the like it's kind of like a big fight scene between the two the three yeah 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 it's between him and the two storms they they chase him down they, they, he makes a good run but right. you know it's it's just like uh, uh, Doctor Storm says to him as he's running away he's like it's no use you you won't get very far and he makes good on his promise the storm one and storm two chase him down and just beat the ever loving hell out of them right right yeah and so this is so this is one hour they get him and then they drag him back and then they uh what is it they take him they take him down is this they take him to the cell now right they, do they throw him in the cell is this where they yeah that where they take him down into like the, the little holding cell that they got for there's him like a the... holding cell they throw him down in there and, it's kind of like and, a, uh, a, a dungeon of sorts you know yeah and so he's worked over and he's knocked out and they throw him down in there. And then uh, where we where we got him getting as, as usual, I always well, get 
Uh, well, like, well, we well, just skipped I, the I started getting lost. <laughs> we skipped ahead. One thing I wanted to touch base on was the random quicksand death. Like how there's oh. always there's random uh, always in these movies, and and it's 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 something I always pick on these movies for. But I I love it. It's a trope that I love. These the grounds always have, you know, a random spot right. around somebody, that has somebody quicksand. sinks in it and dies. You know, like and they've got you know, like movie, smoke coming out of it or something. Movies and childhood cartoons and stuff prepared me for a lot of quicksand treachery that I never encountered as an adult. I was terrified <laughs> as quicksand when I was a little kid. I used to think, oh, my God, can you imagine falling into quicksand? Like, oh, my God, you know, and you can't. And then you're just slowly like the more you fight, the faster you go down in it. I think it was yeah. even a there's even a one in Gilligan's Island where they got some quicksand and something. It was yeah. like, you know, it's like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there was this the random, you know, quick quick saying, you know. I mean, but the, like the fight scene before we get to the the uh, the uh, where they take him down into the holding cell, the fight scene is pretty damn brutal. I mean, it's like not like a choreographed, you know, John Wick style fight scene. It's just they're scrapping, they're beating each other with sticks and running each other into trees and just beating yeah, the ever loving hell a, out of. Them. It's a good fight scene. You know, and, and it's fairly and he long. Knocks, like, and he, they, that's when know. the one storm—I don't know if it's storm one or or storm two. Uh, I think it's storm one, but I didn't make a note of it. That that falls into the the quicksand and bloop goes down. But then the the other storm get, gets a hold of him and takes him to the right. Uh, when another then another storm. So there's obviously a lot more than just two of them. We just only right, and we do the, see more later. Like we think there's just two, but there's a bunch of those guys. Yeah, but they and, take him uh, down to that 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 dungeon holding cell. But yeah, that was a brutal fight scene. I, I would I, I saw a couple of those hits that really looked that didn't look like they were staged very well because it looked like they really contacted. I'm sure they didn't really have much in the way of fight choreography in those days. Right. He's down in the holding thing. And he grabs like a bench and he's like smacking the door trying to get up. There's like a small set of steps and he's trying to smash the door open. And then all of a sudden the smoke comes up out of something. Yeah, and the, there's a there's a grate on the floor right, that's just pumping in gas or some and, sort of smoke. And the gas, they do a montage. It's like a, like he's being gassed, but he's still like. That was one hard having, work. That was one hard work and fog machine they had going there. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and they and now it's kind of he's having kind of like a montage of like like things that have been going on, like, you know, the like all the different stuff that he's encountered. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a big montage flashback to of all, all the, the stuff, warning the signs that he ignored that he ignored in the in the previously. <laughs> right. And now he now right now he's realizing it as he's laying there on this floor with a bucket and like some looks like there's a little bit of hay or something on there and I, so he's having kind of a it's kind of a dreamy thing where they're cutting. You can hear voices and you're hearing the different scenes and then cut back to the doctor. It's a lengthy pop. flashback. It goes on for a couple yeah, of minutes. It's really. pretty cool because it kind of it kind of does a recap of what we just watched. It's that yeah. moment. It's like, hey, in case you missed it and you were out for intermission, you, here you go. You even see a scene of the lead singer of that of that band, and then a quick shower scene of Judy turning around with her boobs and. It's like a bunch of stuff, and then him. It's running. a highlight reel for the like the previous forty five right. minutes. You could have used that for the trailer, you know. And uh, but anyway, they but then they go to a cool scene. Like now he's out, and then they do like this really cool shot. I like it. 
it's kind of dark, but it's got like a light. It's like an overhead shot of like the surgery of, uh, and they These got kind of doing this where Dr. Storm is in Harris are kind of doing the, like the lobotomy or whatever their procedure is. Uh, that they're doing, Millie. they're doing this on Millie. Now this is the one, this, cause they said earlier, they goes first Millie, then Judy, and then you're next. You know, they, so they let them know that there's an order going on here. A shot, like kind of like up where you see him at the head of the table and then nurse, uh, uh, she's nurse, <laughs> nurse Aunt Harris. Yeah, you know, she's got many labels, right. you know, got, many many titles. She almost yeah. looks like she's dressed up like a nun, like a white stuff, but it's, she's like an old nurse's outfit. And well, she's, it, it, I got to make a note here. Like he's he's doing the surgery, which everything's kind of happening just off camera. Is is you know, it's, right. it's blocks you can't see, but he's pulling up little chunks of stuff that look like strings chicken. of like yeah, it looked like chicken like, skin. Like like the stuff you cut off of the bre- the boneless chicken breast that you're gonna throw out. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, it's got uh, too much, it looks too so much fat on it, so you're gonna get get rid of it. <laughs> and so he pulls it up, and uh, and and it's like, oh. So obviously he's he's pulling out a piece of the brain where he's cut into it. So it's pretty cool. This is where she announces that she's had enough and she's gonna quit, and she starts. Yeah. That came she's out like, on left field. That that was, you know, you feel like the whole time she's a very willing participant within this. She's a lifer, yeah. And yeah, now, yeah. She's a, she's you know she's ride or die with him. Now, but uh, she's like, no, I want no more of this. Right, and then then they do a quick shot. It's pretty cool. We actually see where he's got the incision and in that. I like the color of the blood. It's really it's cool. good old fashioned seventies blood. Yeah, that, you know a, that, it's like fucking. Oh, well, to me, it almost looks like red paint. Like yeah, crimsony red paint. Oh, uh, 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 ah. so, blood uh, feast. Blood feast. Oh yes, yeah. Herschel Gordon Lewis blood. Herschel Gordon Lewis. My God, I couldn't think of his name. Shoot me. But uh, yeah, it's uh, like shoot you later. <laughs> it's, got, it's got that. Uh, it's got that. Uh, it's got that look. But I love that look. It's it's it's, it's it looks like a cross between like ragu and and like and bloody paint. red paint. Red paint, like from the yeah, from from a like a paint store, you know, like we, and uh, so anyway, so uh, so that you see that cool shot of that. She's announcing, and then she's kind of telling them like, you know, you're you're getting you know, too many people are going to be coming up here, and people are going to start knowing where they're going, and he's like, that ah, don't be ridiculous. And then they get a call from dude Carter that there's somebody else coming up. And she's like, you know, she's not happy about it. Like, see? And it's you like, know, yeah, it's driving her point home that, like, we're, uh, we're I, we, getting too much attention here. Too many people are showing up. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we don't need this attention. So now we cut to this, like, uh, kind of cool dad, cool, cool kid. You know, he's got the denim jacket and the rig poofy kind of cool. Michael Knight haircut or whatever, and he's uh, yeah, that, and, uh, I, I even said I not said, but I wrote down a note. The guy looks like a budget Michael Knight. Yeah, budget David Hasselhoff, man. Right, exactly, and uh, and uh, he he come. He, that's 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 the guy. That's Abraham. That's Abraham. Right. That's the guy. That's Kurt Christian. Yeah, that, that Abraham Warren is the character. Yeah, that he, that's the guy. He uh, Millie was supposed to was I think supposed to be his fiance or his girlfriend. He's looking for Millie, which is currently being 
surgically altered. Yeah, she's being lobotomized as we speak. So Aunt uh, uh, Harris goes right into protection mode. Like she opens the door. He's knocking. Have you seen my girlfriend? And she's basically like, no, no, no. I I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, like, get out of here. Meanwhile, she's being cut up on downstairs. Like, right. So he turns around. He's got like a like a leaf in his mouth, like a stem, and he's just kind of chewing on it, looking around like, hmm. Also, the door opens behind him, and the motor, the, the motorcycle guys grab him, and they and they hit him on the head, and he kind of, and they drag him in the, and they drag him <laughs> in the door. So now they got him. Now, you know, he fucked up, and they drag his kind of his unconscious self over to the doctor, yeah, I know that when they doctor there, because Harris is like, see, things aren't going as smoothly as you think. And I, there's an insult here that I wrote down. I don't know if it came previous to Abraham showing up or right afterwards when they're they're still kind of arguing Harris and Dr. Storm, where she's saying she doesn't want any part of this anymore. He just insults her and he's like, well, you're too old to run a whorehouse anymore. I'm like, damn, right. that's cold. Cold but, as ice, man. Yeah, he, he, he just like, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, oh, you know. So yeah, that was that he just kind of gave her like a fuck you, you know, and but it gave us it gave us a little background on her about because there's a little backstory then we find out a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so now they go they cut to a scene she's in her room she takes off that gown and she's already got like some kind of cool looking dress on. it's not really a dress it's just like a cool little coat thing I, I remember thinking like that's the cool she looks cool. Like the way she's dressed. Yeah, she always, she always looks. Great. Well, she always looks elegant and always dre- dressed to the nines. Like she's ready like, for any right. occasion. So she pops her like earrings in, and she's like packing her suitcase, and she could tell she's not really wanting to leave, but no, she has to. She's looking at like little dolls and like little mementos, and she like it's almost like she doesn't want to go, but she knows she has to go. She's disgusted, but she almost wants to you know, forgive him and just stay, you know, like that's the way I was feeling about it. Like she didn't really want to go, but she didn't, she knows it's time. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's very, this very reluctantly be- doing what she has to do. And she, and she should probably be in much more of a hurry at this point, you know, but she's not. Now there's a wicked scene here because that this creature comes up from behind her and then grabs her by the neck. And it's that blobby looking creature. Again, you don't see much. They do that on purpose. Yeah, you just see it. It, it looks like I, I hate to say it like this, and it doesn't mean it in a bad way, but he's like the color of fleshy silly putty. Yeah, it, it looks. It exactly. looks like um, okay, like uh, like the guy the guy who gets doused by the uh, radioactive goo in Robocop. Right. right the guy exactly. that gets doused, and he just looks very melty, like the incredible all, melted man. All, that's, Right, he's all melty looking. He's like, is everything is just kind of like puffed up and melty and bubbly. It's very gross. And it's yeah, he's and he's so so. Then you don't now. So that's obviously that it goes to another shot where now they drag uh, Abraham. They throw him down in the pit where Jason is. He's trying to wake Jason up, and he's got a bucket of water. He's pouring on him, and he's slapping him around and kind of getting him to wake up. You know, and so Jason is (laughs) basically. Kind of I telling love, him, like, I love like, Jason's reaction because he's just like, "Who the fuck are you? And why are you right, dumping right. my water on me? <laughs> my fucking water, dude! You know, like, and, or, that's all or, I got that down me? here: a bucket to piss in and a bucket of water. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Did you pour the piss on me or the water? Because there's like a there's like a th- 
there's like a pitcher in there, so who knows what he did? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's so, what so, I was kind of thinking. Like that must have been. I don't know if that was his his bucket. So uh, anyway, so he's awake now, and he's kind of explaining what's going on. Like they kind of instantly kind of bond in a way because they both know they're they're fucked, and uh, and so he they basically start kind of hatching a like you know kind of like a plan in a way like you know he like the you know, well, they start putting, you know, well, Jason kind of fills him in what's been going on. And Abraham is just ready to tear ass. He's like, if they've heard her, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill everybody. And he's like, listen, the only key we have to get out of here is Frederick. He's a little, he's a little person, you know, that, that is an assistant to the doctor, but he's like, listen, he's our key to getting out of here. Right. If I remember correctly, Frederick's in the kitchen and he's making this, it looks like this gray oatmeal. It's like the most like. Yeah, it's like gruel. It's like, it's gruel. It's like, it almost looks like the color of cement, but it looks like oatmeal. It's like, it's just like, it's like, ugh. like what? Like, ugh, Jesus. And he's been, he's like scooping it out. And then of course. A couple more glasses he, of the, the green river. The green stuff. But he does something cool here because we don't know it yet. I don't think that they don't. He doesn't, we don't show him putting anything in it, but he, Not but that I recall, I don't think so. I don't, cause we didn't know that until he goes, he goes there and two of the motorcycle guys are standing in front of the door guarding it. And he's got a tray with the tray of food and then the drinks he gives to the, the guys guarding the door. So they pick the drinks up and they're sipping on the green stuff and they let him in. And you know, now, the thing is, for as prominent as the green stuff is and everything, they never really explain what's in it and what it is. Right, right. I think it's Soylent Green, personally. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, something made, but Rich, I mean, uh, I keep calling him Richard. Frederick, uh, that one scene where he's drinking the shit. Uh, but, and uh, so he didn't. So I don't know. Maybe it's just something they, they everybody drinks it. And ah, who knows what it is. It's never explained. But oh yeah, no. There's, but there's a be, scene. Doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, it just it is. It's just the green stuff that they give everybody. They, uh, I think there's something before this. So didn't it, don't they? They grab Judy and they take her out of the cell, and then she's all kind of groggy, and then the the motorcycle guys drag her and she's talking to the doctor and she's asking where Jason is, and then yeah, because they're getting oh, ready to they're getting ready to prep her for the next. Yeah, session. she's gonna get, she's getting prepped. And then she and then he she asked where Aunt uh, um, Aunt um, Aunt Harris is, and she says, "Oh, she's she's gone. You can say she went back to where she came from, or something." He, he says some kind of weird line, and she of course she's all like drugged up. She doesn't really get what's going on. Yeah, she's but, very out of it because. And then he, but then he goes to show her his newest. I almost said acquisition, but his newest patient which is millie who's yeah all wrapped, wrapped up in yeah you know, they're in that gymnasium they're in the and gymnasium her, her, her head's all She's wrapped like, up and is bleeding through like he doesn't really sew his people up very well because they're always continuously they're always, they're always seeping and their wounds are weeping but anyway so she walks out she's got the bandage on her head and she's all dressed in white and he says let me show you something and he's like telling her walk forward or whatever so she walks forward stop she stops you know what? I think this scene actually does come up before Frederick brings them. Yes, 
I, I think, think I, I think we got out of sequence there a little bit. Yeah, that's think. what I was thinking. I couldn't. I'm in my head. I'm thinking, wait, I think we're out of order on something here. So, so they, so basically, he's describing it, and then he just kind of tells, like Judy, like, and hey, pretty soon you'll be the same way or something. And like Judy's kind of like not even like, like she, I guess they're assuming she's so tranquilized that like she doesn't even react. It's almost like you're gonna be just like her. And then they go to the kitchen. And then that's when he's putting the gruel on the in the little containers. You know, and I got to amend something because I do have a note here about halfway down my third page. Um, Frederick does add something to the 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 the, the green juice. Oh, they do they, show it. They do yeah, show it. Yeah, uh, now now it's it's like it's been a few days since I seen it, but now now I mean I made a note of it here. Uh, he puts a he taps a little bit of like white powder from a vial into it. And because he, when he okay. goes in, he gives he gives them the drink. He gives the, the two motorcycle guys the drink. Goes in to give the the Jason and Abraham the gruel, and he's kind of talking with them, and you know, for a little bit. And then he does a thing, and he's like, "Oh, we should be ready here in five, four, three, two, one." Right. And then the two guys just they, they drop. Like, so there's a bit of delay, and you're like, "What's going to happen?" All of a sudden, you see them start to wobble. And then they and then they hit the deck. They fall down, and it's like it's very comical. Like, yeah, it's, it's very comical. Now, this is the thing that this is the scene when he, when he has to move their bodies. Remember, he's a little guy, and they're big dudes, and they're completely knocked out. So you know they're going to be heavy as fuck. And he's trying to he's trying to get the door open. Is this is this where he does it? Where he's moving them around and he he keeps falling, like it's almost like uh, yeah yeah. He keeps trying to um like to, almost vaudevillian. Like yeah. he's just like he moves them and then and then he tries to get the other guy over. Well he and can't then I reach, just he can't reach the door quite quite the, well enough because he's so little. There's a dead there's a deadbolt on there, he's gotta get up and reach. So, so he rolls the bodies over and puts them on top of one another so he can stand up and stand up on top of the bodies and release the deadbolt. So they're right. talking about, they're making the plan, they're eating the gruel, and I remember he said, I, remember, I like the line Jason says, he says, he goes, he goes, how many how many times has this been eaten? You know? <laughs> like, like it's been eating yeah. shit out, eating shit out, eating shit out. But but he eats it, because he's hungry. It looks like it's been through somebody at least right, twice. Right, right, exactly. How many times has this been eaten? So anyway, they're, they're scarfing it down because they're hungry, and uh, they're, you know, and it tastes like shit, obviously, but they're eating it, but they come up with a plan, and they start to, and basically he he tells them that he's that he's that he's drugged him or something. So that's when they get out, and then when he comes out and they close the door, still with them inside now, and that's when he's standing there, and then that's when he does a five four three two one, and and so he has to go back in there to get him out, and that's when this all this comedy stuff. If for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, if you do end up watching it. I, this was rolling on the floor laughter. This was good. This was this is like those old timey like Charlie Chaplin kind of stuff where it's all physical yes. comedy. It's, it's it was very the way he rolled like this guy you could tell like he's done this stuff, you know what I mean? Or he took great direction because this wasn't just something he he knew what he was doing. It, it was, was very it was physical very, comedy. It's very Three Stooges. Three kind Stooges, of style, man. Like, yeah, because he's like he'd move a thing. Yeah, and then he'd roll over. And then he'd fall over and then get up and then have to pick up his hat, put the hat back on, and then and then he'd move. So 
yeah, this, I don't know, this may not be interesting we're telling it, but when you see it, it's fucking, it's classic. And it's kind of a long scene. He's trying to get to the deadbolt, and there's no other way around it. He's got to put them together so he can get up on him and reach it. And it's just and the way he drags he the bodies. The bodies again to open to, to get right. the door back to get, open. Right. So he drags the one guy and he sets him up, and now he's got to drag the other guy over. And again, these guys are not passed out and dead weight heavy, so you know they're trying to help him, but they're trying to not make it look like they're helping him move. So they do a good job of like faking it. So he pulls over the one body, wings the legs over, and then he just falls flat on his face. And then this oh, is when the comedy poor starts. Poor Frederick. Yeah, and then he puts the cap on, you know, and then, like, pulls him again. He grabs him by the back, and he's throwing him around. I just thought this was, like, a really funny. They must have been dying when they were filming it. Because it looked like oh, they just I'm let sure him there's go. probably some outtakes. There's a guy. They, you know, they just let him go. Like, okay, look, do your thing. You know, like, we, you know, you're stacking him up and just do it. And he's, so he's doing his shtick, his vaudeville shtick. Anyway, he finally gets on top, gets the, gets the deadbolt open. Now he's got to jump off. This poor guy's working his ass off, you know, like he's trying to help him out. He's working hard for the money, man. (laughs) So now he's trying to open the door and like these guys are laying in front of the door where he placed them. Now he's got to move them. And it's just, it's just good. It's just funny. It's It's a good sequence. And then he, you know, every time he moves him, the guy rolls over, then he slips and falls down. Very Charlie Chaplin. You know, it had that, it had that feel to it to me. And I, I was, I thought it was very I was oh, I, I agree. I agree. I was, I was laughing my ass. All, off. But it's is, all for naught, man. Because like he does it to his cap and has to like put the like you could leave the damn cap off, but he has to keep putting it back on his head. Like you know. So anyway, so they finally get the door open and they take off and uh, and uh, they take off running. Uh, uh, Jason and Abraham do. They run through the gym and it's empty. And again, there's another scene where. That's, you know, she's back on the bed through the little jail thing. And he's, you know, he's saying again, he's loud, Judy, Judy, wake up, Judy, you know. And so she gets up and and then they open, They he gets the side door open. And he realizes that he just has to pull the little wooden thing up and the door opens. Right. So he, yeah. So he, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're on the outside. You can open the door. So, right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's made to help to keep people. In, not out. So he goes and they get her now. Abraham, Jason, and Judy are on the bed and they're and he's like they're trying to like figure out what's going on. So they kind of pick her up and drag her out. She's like walking. Then you see the gym again. Yeah, and they they're they're trying to escape. I understand that Abraham wants to find Millie, but they run straight into the gym with all the like the, the acrobatic zombies right. that are in there and the two and storms are in there they just run straight in and like th- their escape is, is pretty short-lived right and now millie's there and like you know he's like talking or he's like millie you know and she's there and of course she's zombified and and then the di- and then you know of course dr storm kind of rolls kind of wheels himself in you know he, he's enjoying this he's got them all he's got them all in here <laughs> like and he's like and I like I like to figure out how you es- how you drug the gods and escaped, and then they look. Oh, he over. knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. You, you know that he knows just by his mannerisms. Cause, cause how convenient is- to find all of you here together. You have to tell me over dinner how you escaped from your cell and cracks his knuckles again. Yeah, and then now if we go back to a really cool scene. We're back to that table again, the big dining room table. It's the same shot, like it's a big long shot from the end of the table, and now you see. 
Dr. Storm and he's in like a tuxedo. And yeah, he lightning. does look very slick. There's lightning going off. And uh and um yeah, it looks like Peter Cushing in a way, like they kind of there, like he looks like you know, like all decked out, you know, and the hair slicked back. Like well, he's looked that way the whole movie, but whatever. And is uh but he's uh he's there and lightning there's like cool like lighting, you know, because like now there's a storm coming in and and uh and they're 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 going on it now he kind of tells he tells well, you finally get you get the story like of how like he came to be about that that he worked under stalin right and that and that he was kind of pushed out because stalin was hiring all these uh, all these younger doctors and, and, and interns to make doctors that were just useless they weren't as smart as him and so he was getting pissed off. So he he started doing his experiments, and well, he he, he basically tells the story. But I mean, it, it was his laboratory, his experiments, right. his 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 duty. But he was getting run out by all the the young people that Stalin was bringing in. So he uh, he said something about running off to Finland, where he had his you know, where he had a, a private zoo, and he started his experiments again on animals. But then. When he figured out that animals weren't enough, he can't work with animals. He's like, "Yeah, I must have humans. I must have human experiments." And that's where he uh, he even well, says, "He's like, that's where he tells Judy, he's like, you know, I I used to visit your aunt Harris at a whorehouse as a student, and, right. were, and it all be, starts to become a little clearer because he even says that you know when I was younger, I was very attractive to to the females, you know, to the ladies." And he's like, right. but as I got older, he's like, I wasn't, you know, attractive anymore. And then the younger people started taking my jobs from me. Right. And then it was kind of cool because then you see like a flashback of of Auntie Harris in her whore, in the whorehouse. And this is where he was getting his victims from. Like she was supplying him with girls. And then, uh, of course, he's, they show like some of these girls now in flashback of of him back when he was younger doing his operations. And he's got some older guy with him. That's, you that's know, the like guy that's with them that I don't think they named. That's the guy I thought looked like Peter Cushing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, the, the the guy, his assistant. Yes. When they show on the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about the Peter Cushing, like the dapper look in a suit. Oh, yes, yes, his, yes. When he was in the tuxedo, it, it was Cushing-esque, whatever. It just kind of reminded me of like something like that of a Hammer film or something. Wait, wait, whatever. So, there's, so <laughs> but you get the, you get the, so now we get the backstory of like, well, what happened? So, so he's got this, so this, I guess this wandering hunter kind of rolled into, uh, kind of rolled into the, and kind of discovered, he's got like a, he's got a lantern and he kind of discovered these, bot, these, these, his experiments and they're alive. They're like laying on their backs and shit. And he kind of like, ooh, and he drops the, he drops the lantern and then the flames like basically light everything on fire. And this whole, this whole laboratory is, is in flames. All of his zombies are like, you know, alive, but they're like just on fire. And of course it, 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 it totally destroyed his laboratory. Yeah. And, and, and uh, they show the hunter and he's saying in the story that the hunter was impaled and burnt to a crisp. Of course he's not burned. He's just, he's laying there with, the, with the thing through his chest, but, and then in between stuff, they got... Yeah, well, like, I mean, he's telling his version of how things went down. Right. You know, and they always say the, the, the winners in, in war are the ones that write the history books. 
Right, exactly. So he's, he's kind of rewriting the history himself. So, so in between the story, uh, Frederick's still walking in, like, you know, kind of interrupting the story with, you know, the, these cow brains. And these cow brains are fresh. They've never had a thought to themselves or something. And then he comes yeah, in. Is that like, torn fresh from their mother's womb? Right. And then so now he walks in and he's like, so, so basically he's told the story and you know there's a fire and like everything was all burnt up. That's all you hear so far. And then you don't. Well, he does say he escaped, but the injuries he still has to this day. So you're right. to believe that it's just the fact that he's so, in a wheelchair. But right. it gets so, to be something else, and we'll find out here in a little bit. Right, exactly. It lets on that he was injured, but we don't know the extent other than, you know, maybe that's why he's crippled. But we don't really see anything yet, but that sets it up. So anyway, the um, they want to do the surgery on uh, Judy, so we want to get the guys out of the way. So the, so the motorcycle boys come in and grab Abraham and Jason and basically grab them and drag them up through up the steps and they're beating them up all the way and all this shit. And they throw them back in the bedroom and they kind of lock him in and Frederick's sitting on the bed. He's being punished too. So now you've got Frederick on the bed. This is the bedroom that Judy and Jason were in. This is the bedroom they keep coming back to. And uh, so now Frederick's sitting on the bed and, uh, and now we get to hear Frederick's story and we find out what happened to him. And we well, find and out previous to this, though, previous to this, um, before they did, before the, the 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 storms come in and take Judy and everybody away, he, he lets on that he knows that it was uh, Frederick that had let them out of their cell. So one of the storm goes and grabs him and drags him off. So you don't see him for a little bit. Oh yeah, that's you're right. That he he grabs him and yanks him out of there, and you're like, okay, he's in trouble. Well, we find it now. They're all locked in this room. And then we cut back, and now we've got Judy. She's, like, back in that cage, and she's screaming and hollering. And, and so one of the motorcycle guys is kind of manhandler, like, and, 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 um, and then we've got Dr. Storm. He's in his – it looks like he's getting ready for surgery. He's got his, like, surgical cap on, and he's got a, he's got a uh, hypodermic needle in this thing. And he gives it to a motorcycle guy, and they're basically, like, obviously going to sedate her and get her ready – it's it's her time yeah, for because she's just another experiment, you know. She's right. really, in so, essence, nothing so, special, just another victim. Right. So she, they're they're holding her, and he, the motorcycle dude, rams the thing in her arm, and now she's out. And uh, so they're that they're getting ready to do that. Uh, when we go back to uh, the room, this is where. Let's see. Am I well, that's getting... where uh, that's where Frederick is waiting for him when the storms drag Jason and Abraham back to the room, and he gives his right. story about how he came to be there and about how his uh, his mother was shipped there from Harry's, just like uh, he said, like lambs to the slaughter. She was just shipped like freight. This is a pretty cool story the way they set this up because what happened was that one of the victims, one of the zombies, was pregnant. Yep. And or and and so that was him. He was born and he basically became, you know, his the doctor's property. You know, he was like, you know, it was one of his victims was his mother. Oh, she was a whore from the whorehouse. Yeah, because he's got the sad line. He's like, they kept me and I've been their whipping dog ever since. Right. It's, it's, it's so a very that, sad story right. and, how he and, came and, came into it. And now you like him even more. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, fucking Frederick, you know. 
And like, you know, I did. I, you know, I, I'm like, oh, this guy's great. You know, he's helping him, and he's got a back story that's fucked up. You know, and they're like, oh, this dude, man, this had a rough. So, so they got, they got him. So now they're planning. So now that you know, they know what's going on with Frederick, and now we all know why he's why he's there for you know, and uh, he's basically been kind of forced there his whole life. Now they find in the in the bedroom. There's like, is it a window or is it a chute? It's something. They find like a little window that only somebody small can get through. Right, right, yeah, because it's it, it's it's like a, like above head level. It's like a little small, very right. narrow window. So they get the idea that since neither one of them could fit through it, but they could probably get Frederick to go through right. it. I love his reaction. It's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. No, no, and they drag him over like it, you know, like yeah, like. Uh, and then he's just like, well, <laughs> all right then. All right, because okay, they tell him that they they they, they threaten to kill him, kind of like they say, you know, we can. I forget what how they say it. It's kind of almost funny, you know. It's not really too threatening, but he goes, oh, "All right," you know, like they threaten to, to cut his head off or do something. I don't remember. They they well, do just they say something over again. I won't do it. I refuse. I won't right, go. Right, right, right. Like it's... and so he keeps saying it. So finally, he agrees and he just goes. Well, they they get the axe from the suit of armor and they're like, "All right," and he's like, "We're oh, we can use the axe on you." Yeah, he's they like, could use it. All right, then. Right. <laughs> so they 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 shove him through this thing. This is a pretty cool scene. They shove him through the chute and with the axe, and now he goes down the, the chute because what they want him to do is they, they got he's got to go he's got like this impossible task he's got to go take out this motorcycle guy with an axe. <laughs> what I love, so, I don't think it was meant to happen, but as they're as he's going finally getting all the way through the window with the axe, his hat falls off, and Abraham kind of hat haphazardly hands it back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah, that, that damn hat. They always the hat's got to have it on. He's got to wear it the whole time. And uh, so he goes down to shoot. He's got the axe in his hand. He's got the axe, and now he's kind of outside this, like, glass pane window, and we see the silhouette of the motorcycle guy with his helmet standing at the door. So, you know, he so he's got to get in there. He gets in. He, he takes a swing with the axe and hits the motorcycle guy in the back of the helmet. And you think he just, like, knocks him out. But when the helmet, when he falls, he split the helmet. Oh, yeah. It's and like spewing all sorts of blood. <clears throat> it's like just like, like a clean cut, though. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it's just coming through this crack in the in the helmet. It's like spewing out blood. It's a good It's a good kill. And uh, so, and so the dude. Now he's killed this motorcycle fucker. He's laying there with the shit squirting out of his helmet. And uh, so they get in. And, and then the uh, other storm what? shows up and fucks up all the plants because he grabs Frederick and throws him down the steps until he cracks his head open. And yeah, Jason, Jason what... and Abraham kind of, I, I, I kind of like describe it as a judo chop. They kind of like karate chop the guy in the throat, knock him out, and throw him down the steps as well. Yeah. And there's actually this sad scene. He's just laying there, head all crushed and laid open yeah, in his he... dying breath. He's like, I was almost the hero. I, hero wasn't I? And they're like, yeah, you sure sure were, man. But yeah. And they're trying, and they're trying to convince him that he was kind of like, yeah, no, you were, yeah, you were great. And then it's kind of like he knows, like, uh, you know, like, and then he goes, yeah. but and he goes to tell him. So what's he go to tell him? Um, he, he's like, well, he says he's like, you don't know the whole story. Story, story and he's like, his so dying breath. He says, Doctor Storm is, <gasps> and then yeah, he dies. Well, 
we're about to hear the, the secret about who Dr. Storm, like what's going on. Yeah, and we're getting he, ready to get the Scooby-Doo reveal, you know. Right, right, right. The big reveal, like, what about the doctor? And then fucking he dies, you know, a fucking poor fucker. I felt bad for Frederick in this, you know, did, in the end. He, it's, he did a lot in this movie. He was a big player in this thing. Yeah. And, uh, so he's dead. So now, uh, now uh, Jason and Abraham basically... They're on their own, and Frederick was always helping them, and now he's gone. So now they're walking in the gym, and all those zombies are standing there. And one of the zombies has like a club in his hand. Abraham just yanks the club out of the guy's hand, and they walk into uh, they walk into the room where uh, where Judy is laying, and then there's a guy, the guy in the leather jacket that turns around as a zombie. That, that guy looks kind of weird. He's kind of like he's 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 standing in front of like the jail cell. I don't know. He's guarding or somebody. He's he's almost dressed up like it's 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 not the doctor, is it? Like I, I don't rem- like I, I don't, don't rem- think so. It's like he's kind of like the zombie, but he looks kind of plasticky. He's all kind of greasy looking, and he they flip him around, and then Abraham whacks him with the uh, thing. But he's got like a leather jacket on with the collar up. Remember that? And he's like standing there. So they're trying. Yeah, I think that it might have been the. Jo- that's was not that the, the driver. I think that was the driver because because what happened is yeah they this is the scene this is the big reveal we see Millie is like laying in a bed. Uh, and, now, uh, now I got to say something. I got I got I made an observation here that I can't pass up. The club that he gets from the the guy in the leather jacket. Is it me or did it look like a great <laughs> a great big black butt plug? Big. It did not. It, it, it looked like a butt plug. It did not look like a club. Uh, I was just saying. It was something weird, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, had, I had to say that I had to get get that one off my chest because that was something I had like in my notes that had a star next to it because I was just like I have to. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if I can handle that. But anyway, they. Uh, so they go in there, and, and the zombies, you know, they're whacking Abraham, and they're whacking all the equipment that's catching on fire, and it's making all kinds of noise, and the zombies are grabbing their ears, you know, and so they run through, and they kind of whack the shit out of the zombie guys that are still, like, in their underwear and t-shirts. They fall See, over. But I got the idea was when they were destroying it. I mean, they're destroying this place like House of Frankenstein style. They're just right. destroying everything. I think the, the guy that was uh, that was in the leather jacket was someone that was like somewhere between the experimental zombies and the storms. Like he was like in a zombie that they were trying to make that into could have been one of the storms too. Um, and and uh, it was, it was interesting. Uh, it, it was just, it was a cool looking character. I was like, why did they like have, like, may, that must've been, maybe they're trying to show, you know, somebody without her helmet on for once. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I kind of gathered, that it was just an, an experiment they have, that... They have a cool scene because they go into a bedroom and they pull a sheet off. They're not sure what it is. And it's it is it's Aunt Harris who's dead. And she looks great dead. Her eyes are all glossy and kind of looking dead-eyed look up. And I was like, you know, obviously she's not dead. It wasn't a mask. You know, it's her. And it was like, oh, that's creepy. She's laying there. And then they go... This is pretty. This is pretty creepy. They go in. Yeah, this is the the ultimate creepy spot of the movie. Right. The, they the, go the, into the, the bedroom, and there's like a bedroom that's got like these green drapes, like kind of like hanging down off like at the top thing. It's an old style bed, and there's poor Millie laying there naked, like 
can't help herself. She's just sitting there, and that big creepy, that that uh, put, silly putty looking guy is like laying there, kind of rubbing her chest or whatever, and he's like obviously trying to sexually, you know, have his way with her, and she's just laying there, just kind of like. Uh, but this is where we see now for the first time. All of a sudden, we see this mask, like sitting on a chair, and it's, and it's, it's yeah, it's Doctor Stoker's so we're like, oh, okay, here's what's up. Fucking so Dr. Storm is that guy. He's yeah, that burn-up burn up, burn up silly putty silly putty monster. All fucking all deformed and melted. Looks nothing like him at all. He looks like this monster from head to toe. And he's not in any clothes. He's just like this big blob walking around with arms and legs. So so they 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 get that, they figure out so now. Uh, uh, they're 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 basically running, kind of like trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, they're taking out a couple of the the uh, of the guards. At this point, I just started refer, referring to them as stormtroopers because they just start yeah. coming out of everywhere. They're coming out of nowhere, and they're having the big fights on the stairs and all the you know the Errol Flynn fights, you know, on stairs. You know, one's coming up, one's coming down. Everything's and, on fire. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a good scene. It looks cool. I like the scene, though, when they're running out and they run through the kitchen and Jason stops to grab some chunks of, I think it's pie. I yeah, what, yeah. He's, but he gra- he's grabbing stuff and, I, and then like Abraham runs back like, hey, come on. You know, he's like, oh. So he runs, <laughs> no, I thought that was so weird. Like, the place is burning down around you. You're going to try to escape right. in your life. Going to just so stop for some apple pie. They make it outside. Now it's dawn. And they jump into that famous black car. And like Jason says, Abraham, you drive. And so he drives in. We've got uh, we've got Jason and uh, Judy in the back seat, and it, and so he instructs him. He goes, "Go right out." And so they see they see the doctor running, like they know it's him, but it's the blob guy. You know, he's like in blob form now. He's like no more. You know, he doesn't look like the doctor. And he's running through the woods, like like through the field. He goes, "Get him!" And they so they go, and and so they 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 Jason makes the blade go out. And they basically chop his head off, and so you see that monster, the the blobby guy, his head, the doc, Doctor Storm, his head goes into the bag. They stop to get out, and this is funny. Abraham, they're like all like you know, you know, Judy. Ah, she grabs well, yeah, because like uh, Jason's the only one that has seen this car in action. He's like just right. drive up alongside him, pass right, right by him on the, the, make sure he passes on the right, and yeah, I'll do the rest. Right, he gives them the instructions of how to do this. Like here's right, we're gonna. So and then Abraham pulls the head out of the bag and and like and he's looking at it and then he throws it and then it just kind of it lands in that soupy like watery stuff when it sinks into the fucking muck. And so they 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 go running off and basically they make a break for it. And then next thing you know, they're back at the like train station. And they've got, they're getting the tickets from Carter again. Like, you know, they get their tickets and they get on the train. And when they go to open the door, Jason's already in one of the cars. And you see Dr. Uh, Storm's face, and it, with, but with, Jay, with Jason's hair on it. And they're like, oh, and he says something and he pulls the mask off. And they're like, shouldn't you have given that to the police? And they, he Yeah, because he has that line. He's like, oh, don't worry. It's only me. Right, right, right. You know, and so so they keep the mask. They got Doctor Storm's mask, and he throws it to Abraham. And now they've got this cool looking Doctor Storm mask. And they go, 
they go leaving, and they so now they're they're going away on the train. Then they they're, do the. They're finally they, getting they, the fuck out of Dodge. Finally, right, finally, finally leaving. Then they go back to the muck, and then you see like like Doctor Storm's monster hand come up through the the sludge, and so you're like, okay, so he's still alive, although he's headless. And then there's something I was a bit confused on. It was I love the ending, except then they go back and you see Carter. Carter's on the tracks and he's all bloody and dead. Now I don't know. I I, I took that. I don't know why he's dead. it's just that little shot. They just have that one shot of like a one or two shots for like a couple of seconds of him laying on the train tracks, bloodied up. What right. I took it as was that uh, Doctor Storm got got away, got out of the muck, and killed him. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of that. Otherwise, it, it didn't really fit. It didn't really, it didn't make any sense to even end on that note. Yeah, I, I thought it was confusing because because it, it, it showed his hand coming up, but it didn't really show that he's back in action. And yeah, like, I mean, like, part- I get the I get the doc being resurrected and, and being able to kind of come back from the dead even without a head. I, I, I right. can kind of buy that. But, like, it just didn't, all of a sudden, it was just like that little quick shot of the conductor laying dead. It just... Right, it didn't. It kind of like, why did he? Why is he dead? Like, who killed him? You know, like, yeah. it, like it didn't seem like there was enough time for Storm to get to him, or and they and Jason and certainly wouldn't have killed him. He didn't do anything to them. You know, they just he gave them their tickets. They left, and now he's laying on the tracks. So there may there's probably some other scene in there that got cut that probably yeah, might explained what might happened. You know, like, but I, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's it. It ends. It ends on ends uh, very, very abruptly. You know what I mean? It ends very, abruptly, kind of like all those movies do. They kind of just end, and uh, and our our kids get away. Jason, Judy, and Abraham are with Doctor Storm's mask are on the train heading to the nearest city where they're going, and they're going to be safe. Carter's dead, unfortunately, and then we know that Storm is probably still alive with his hand coming up out of the muck. And, yeah, they kind of uh, set it up it. for for a sequel, as they always sequel, do. which would have been totally killer. I mean, that yeah. would have been a great. I would have been on that in a minute. You know, like I thought this hospital. was a, a fine uh, example of grindhouse exploitation, right? Seventies work. Now, I, I got I do have a note here. The one little bit of trivia that I have about the filming of this movie on the rap party. I said uh, I found this out through digging through some interviews and whatnot, but a prop. Apparently, they they finished the films last night. They had a party when uh, the the actress uh, that played Ju- uh, <clears throat> that played Judy, uh, her name was Phoebe Shaw. But the director convinced her to change her name to Vanessa because he thought Phoebe sounded too old. Ah. But, but it said here that <laughs> that they had fi- finished. There was a four week shooting schedule. They fi- started in October and finished in November. That uh, she served a cake that she made that was laced with some psychedelic drugs. And the director wrote, he's like, I don't know what she put in the cake, but I ended up with the electrician sitting on my lap telling me he thought he was in love with me. And the only <laughs> the only person who managed to avoid eating the cake and having a bad trip was uh, the producer, Richard Gordon. Everybody else ate it and apparently tripped balls. Ah, <laughs> that's good. That's a cool story. Oh, but, fuck. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that <laughs> it, again, it was the seventies. What could you say? Well, but that being said, uh, you know how we do around here. Um, 
guests go first, so go ahead and give us your uh, final thoughts on the rating on a scale from 1 to 10. Well, my final thoughts, this movie had had it all. I mean, it had it hit every single mark of a, of a good killer exploitation movie. Um, it had gore. I mean, definitely had gore. It had a great story. The atmosphere was amazing. The place where they filmed the main hospital thing, wherever they're filming at, was just gorgeous. The characters, I, I loved all of them. They were great. The evil, the good, all, all the everybody did a great job. I, you know, I, I Frederick was an amazing character. The doctor was one of the coolest movie doctors I've ever seen. I really like Jason a lot. I like Judy. She was cool. Um, I like Jason's kind of sense of humor. He seemed like a real likable guy, like somebody like, hey, you know, you know he'd, he'd probably be a cool guy to hang out with, you know. Have a, you Good know. guy to have like a, a beer with. Yeah, you know, he, he seemed like a real kind of a cool bloke, you know, and I, I like, he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just liked every, I liked all the characters, even the little side characters, you know, Carter, you know, in the train station, you know, he, uh, you know, he was cool. I mean, everybody, everybody was, was great in this movie. The story was good, loved uh, Auntie Harris, a hell of a lot. I thought she was gorgeous with that old kind of Hollywood actress look, even though she wasn't a Hollywood. You, you know what I mean? She right, had that right. kind of Betty Davis well, you, you said in, her, the, in her older years, or Joan Crawford, you know. Right, like you said before about it. It, it, it seems like it would have been a role perfect for Joan Crawford. Right, it just had that look. or Joan Crawford or Betty Davis would have been fantastic. You know, there was something above it. Yeah, I think Joan. Would have fit it perfectly, but I, I, you know, there was this. It, it had all of it. So, long story short, I love the movie, love the story, thought everything I thought it hit at all the marks, um, and uh, and it even had some really funny humor and some slapstick in it with the with Frederick and you know and moving those bodies around. I like the motorcycle dudes, the stormtrooper dudes. They were great. They added a lot to the story. There was great to have them there to just pop it in when you needed them. You know, they you know didn't talk, but they just walked in when they need it and i enjoyed the movie a lot and i would this will be one i'm watching again without a doubt in fact i, I may even order a poster you know because i like to have one of the you know because i mean i just really i really really like the movie a lot i'm going to give it a solid solid nine you know i saved the tens for the for you know but i mean you know i'm gonna i'm gonna 100 give this thing a, i could give it a 10 to be honest with you i, I, thought, I thought it was that cool but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the nine and you know, uh, like again, if you haven't seen this movie, folks, and you like these kind of movies, this was this was top shelf. Watch it. You get on Tubi, Amazon Prime. There's no reason not to watch this. You don't. Yeah, have it's on it Tubi. It's, it's on uh, Prime. It's on Pluto TV. It's yeah, just it's all about over the place. So watch it. You're crazy if you don't watch it. If you like these kind of movies, this is a classic '70s horror movie. Uh, and uh, and I'm telling you, I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm so glad you picked it. You picked a fucking killer movie, and oh. uh, it was great. I <laughs> en I enjoyed it, and I this is one that's definitely going to watch again. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, look. I I saw that there's a limited edition uh, Blu-ray. If I can get it for without having to spend an arm and a leg, I'm gonna pick it up because I awesome. want to own this one. And right. I'm matching your nine. Uh, that's exactly nice. where I'm coming in as a nine. I can't quite like. Like I said, I like a, you. You said uh, I reserve tens for special occasions, but right. yeah, this is a very solid nine. It's really sad that uh, the director only did uh, two films. I mean, to me, because he had a great style. Michael yeah. Go Go is really sinister as Doctor Storm. 
I mean, the MVP here, though, I mean, I, I got to say, Skip Martin is hard. Uh, yeah, He's, I'm going to give you that. Yeah, like I literally, I, I want to start looking up like more of his work just to see him in action, because I I was really impressed with him. Uh, I thought every character was great. Ellen Pollock is Aunt Harris. Auntie Harris is really really good. Even uh, Dennis Price is Mister Pollock is uh, is really good. Everybody's really everybody's good in their good. roles. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's good. It's all good, man. You know, I mean, everybody yeah. that's supposed to be a bad guy plays their role really well. Everybody that's supposed to be a good guy plays their role really well. I mean, everything is it's it's a kitchen sink movie, and I mean that with the utmost respect. But it's got a little bit of everything in it. You know, it, uh, it's just it's got a, all types. It's got blood. It's got crazy characters, great story, and, you know, great seventies action and blood. It's just it's. The whole kit and caboodle, man. It's it's everything and thrown into the kitchen sink, and it's mm, great, great movie. And uh, I I feel like I'm I'm glad that there's still these movies out there that we haven't seen, ones that we right. can, that we haven't found, because they're like little little gems in the rough, you know that we haven't discovered them yet. But we you know through uh, the miracle of modern technology and streaming services, now they're brought pretty much to our living rooms, and uh, and I it love was it, for that. it was. It was just it was just fun to watch. That was the greatest thing. It was just so entertaining, and and, and again, I'm gonna agree with you, man. The unsung hero, the definite MVP, is fucking Skip Martin as Frederick, and then I gotta say, man, one of my, that he, uh, 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 Michael Go for uh, um, Doctor Storm. That that is one of my favorite movie horror doctors. Yeah, A horror movie. One doctors. of the best like I, evil scientists, villains, doctors. Yeah. Now he was so great. Just the sound of his voice, his face, you know, just his mannerisms, his eyes. He was great. Those those two characters were fucking fantastic. Well, they all were. I think we yeah, all, we all said were. this probably five times each. It was like, I'm <laughs> telling you, it was great. It was this movie was a treat, and I'm so happy we saw it. And thank you for picking it because I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, um, it was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely, it was entertaining as hell. And, uh, I, I, I can't wait to see more, like, you know, more hidden gems out there. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to discover because this, this is one of the really good ones, folks. So definitely watch it. Yeah. This is, uh, as you said, top shelf, it's top yep, shelf, top, sh- top shelf. Well, that being said, I think we'll put a pin in this one for the, the evening. It's been a fun romp. I've had a good time, uh, reviewing this one. It's, it's. Like I said, it's a it's it's great that we still have these movies that we can still d- discover to this day, and still you know what I mean. And it's just right. they may not be new, but they're new to us. Right. But that being said, we'll, we'll bid you folks a fond farewell. I want to thank you all once again for tuning in to uh, Grindhouse Pizzeria. Uh, we've enjoyed doing them, so as long as you enjoy listening, we'll keep doing them. So click subscribe to our Podbean account, like the Facebook page. You know, download and tell your friends and, uh, you know, give us a review on, on the page and on the episode. Let us know what you thought about it. Maybe give us uh, some suggestions, folks. If you have anything that you want us to cover, we will cover it. If we can get access to it, we'll do it. Just send us a suggestion and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. With that being yep. said, I want to bid you all a fond farewell and thanks for stopping at the pizzeria where we always got a seat where you can pull yourself on up and grab yourself a slice.
talking about? Very simple, you see. All you've got to do is climb onto Abraham's shoulders, climb through the window, crawl along the ledge, in through the window by the hallway, knock up the guard, and open the door from the outside. Oh, no, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. No, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>